ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome aboard our vessel again, and anew, as our crew prepares to take off and take you with us on yet another exciting voyage beyond the matrix of this world. This is Raphael, and I'll be your captain and tour guide for the next hour, and in just a moment we'll be piercing past the lies of illusion that intends to gate our consciousness in away from the issues of climate engineering and other shady government cover-ups, and their worldwide web of lies and mind control that veils and binds these issues around the globalist conspiracies and agendas that steadily approaches and encroaches while the rest of humanity slumbers. But some, such as yourselves, are awake and rising. Passengers, prepare to rise above these veils of deception and hazy skies. Prepare for your ascent beyond the veil. Oh, and you might want to buckle up. It's gonna be a bumpy ride. Greetings again, fellow travelers. Now that we've reached our cruising altitude, let's look at where we've been as our voyage this month takes off where we last left off on our previous voyage beyond the veil in episode number five. Last month we were graced to have an army captain share his story with us and heard him whistle blow that he was ordered to deliver as many bags as he could find and bring him to New Orleans as far back as 11 days before Katrina made landfall. After which, we heard from Corbett reports on some facts regarding CO2 versus climate engineering's role in the global warming climate change debate. Then, we revisited the phenomena of deliberate, synchronized water vapor releases of power plants and industry and showed how films such as Disney's Zootopia show a utopian future where weather modification is perfected and implemented as needed in different zones, illustrating artificial, deliberate, synchronized water vapor release, like radar showed was going on during the Great Flood of Louisiana and elsewhere where torrential flooding had occurred recently. And we finished by pointing out the satanic subliminal messaging that went along with that. Now my intermittent powers of telepathy have allowed me to hear a few of your protests, but Disney is just using imagination to project into the future they don't know anything about weather modification. Just because they depict climate engineering doesn't mean they are confessing it as being used. Zootopia is a futuristic story. Those are projections and dreams of what the future might look like. And those antlers on that t-shirt, those weren't Lucifer's horns. Those were just antlers. You pushed it too far. Do you really want to lose your chemtrail crowd over unsubstantiated beliefs about a satanic Disney. I mean, really, what does it even have to do with climate engineering, Raphael? Yes, I heard you. And so this month, we will continue this conversation because this show is our spaceship to explore not only climate engineering, 
but all the veils that gate our consciousness in and away from climate engineering and other shady government cover-ups. Please revisit Beyond the Veil episode 2 for an intro into mind control and Satanism if you are new to the subject. And remember, here taboo is the only taboo because truth knows no bounds. Having said that, we'd like to give you one bit of warning as this show will dive deeper beyond the veil than we've gone beyond before. Touching on pedophilia and the nature of uh, control, that dark issue allows for. Buckle up. Walt Disney presents Eyes in Outer Space, a science factual presentation. tomorrow and the instruments of science which are shaping it may seem remote and fantastic, but yesterday's fantasies are becoming today's facts. How will these great advances influence and benefit our personal lives? Here in this film is an answer. Sweeping through an eternal vacuum, through blazing heat and bitter cold, exposed to mysterious radiation, man-made satellites circle the Earth. Traveling at fantastic speeds, these eyes in outer space give us knowledge for future exploration and also vital information that will lead to a better understanding of one of nature's great forces, the weather. With awesome violence and destruction, the weather is one of man's oldest and mightiest adversaries. But in its ever-changing moods, the weather brings us beauty. The weather gives us our daily bread. The weather makes possible all living things. And the weather certainly influences our daily lives. This is the master control room. 
Electronic maps and view screens display up-to-the-minute pictures of the weather around the Earth. Every hour, reports are automatically received from all points at sea, on land, and in the air. 22,000 miles out in space, three robot satellites train their sensitive television eyes on all parts of the Earth. These pictures are monitored on viewing screens in the weather center. Here in the computing room, electronic machines digest the constant flood of information received from all stations. This is then translated into an ever-changing diagram of the Earth's weather. Forecasts for every sector of the globe are made months in advance. Prediction charts have indicated that a powerful hurricane will begin forming today in the Atlantic Ocean. The electronic weather map shows an intense storm system building up about a thousand miles due east of Miami, Florida. The controller calls for a close-up satellite view of the troubled area. Coco 526, Yankee 2.5. OK, controller, Coco 526, Yankee 2.5. characteristic swirling clouds of the hurricane are beginning to form. At sea, the waves anticipate the violence to come. The controller calls for a last-minute prediction of the hurricane's path. If control measures are not begun at once, the hurricane will smash across densely populated areas within 48 hours. A hurricane is forming 960 miles east of Miami, Florida. If control measures are ineffective, it will pass inland at Cape Hatteras in 48 hours. Control operations will begin within two hours, but safety precautions should be completed from Cape Fear, north no later than 6 p.m. tomorrow. At Weather Central, the control strategy is mapped out. A ridge of high pressure slants across the eastern United States between two low-pressure storm systems. If these two storm centers are intensified, the high will build up along the coast, forming a barrier that will turn the hurricane out to sea. Stand by. Now pulling in satellite number one for visual check of low-pressure systems L-20 and L-21. The operator brings the satellite into focus on the two storms. One centered over Kansas, the other over Labrador. Changing the northeastern low, L-21. With the touch of a button, the battle begins. On the ground, chemical cloud seeders begin to work the two storm areas. Robot planes seed the clouds from above. The storm centers over Kansas and over Labrador intensify as seeding continues. Now changing over to Hurricane Center H8. The fury of the hurricane mounts as 100 mile an hour winds lash the sea to a foaming frenzy. All stations, Sector C. Activate Phase 2 Control Plan Delta. 
set vapor rockets for 42,000 feet. As an emergency measure, the controller calls for a salvo of vapor rockets to be fired ahead of the path the hurricane is predicted to take. These artificial clouds will block the sun from evaporating more water to feed the hurricane. The reports coming into the control center indicate that the diversionary cloud seeding over Kansas is now creating a flood danger. Specially equipped robot aircraft are dispatched immediately to release a high concentration of cloud seeding material into the fringes of the storm. Heavier seeding from the ground also helps to subdue the rain by spreading it over a wider area. The controller calls for another view of the hurricane, which has now moved closer to the coast. Signal out on number one satellite. Ten minute interruption for correction. Have you anything else in the area? Satellite station S1 is approaching area. We'll make contact. S1, S1, this is Weather Central. Request video signal at grid coordinates, COCO. An emergency situation has developed. In an orbiting space station a thousand miles above the hurricane, a crewman sends a temporary picture back to Weather Central. has stopped moving toward the coast, but is still intensifying. It must be made to move northward and out to sea. This is a crisis. Aberdeen Station, activate multiple seeding rockets on course 117. The controller decides to fire cloud seeding rockets just ahead of the hurricane, hoping to start it moving. begins to shift. All available forces have been brought into play. Now we can only watch and wait.
After hours of tension, the turning point is reached. Latest reports indicate the control strategy is successful. At last, the high-pressure ridge has settled along the coast, forming an invisible wall of safety. The storm is over. The danger has passed. The hurricane has been defeated, turned away from the land, and left to spend itself harmlessly far out at sea. In the world of tomorrow, weather control will enrich and safeguard our daily lives. In the foreseeable future, we will conquer more than violent storms. We will turn the destructive elements of today into new sources of power, shaping the land on which we live. All mankind will benefit. Arid wastelands will be made green and fertile. And vast, frozen areas will become productive. To this end, man-made satellites will probe the secrets of the skies. They will be our eyes in outer space. Fair use allows to distribute, reproduce, and show clips for criticism, commenting, reporting, teaching, and research of copyrighted material without authorization of the copyright. I'll tell you what's the worst part about television is the is the programming, yeah. the philosophy. Okay, I mean the the manipulating of your mind, the philosophy, the the the, the mentality, the the system of thinking, the ideology. That's what's wrong with television. That's what's wrong with movies. That's where they're really getting in your head. Take for example Walt Disney. Right? And many people that will preach against the TV, they'll preach against the movies, they'll preach against Hollywood because it's obvious that that stuff is bad. But then they'll say, well, well, we watch Disney movies. And I've been to the home of preachers and Christians who would never watch TV or the movies, but yet they have the whole library of the Walt Disney movies. You know those white plastic cases? And they have them all lined up. And I mean, they have tons of them lined up, of course. I don't know how many there are, but there's hundreds of them. They have them lined up and, and lined up, and they have their kids watching those movies all day long. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to prove to you right now that those movies are wicked. You say, what? Disney movies? Come on. You're crazy. They're rated G. Well, let's see. First of all, did you know this? Did you know that Disney movies are filled with subliminal messages? Subliminal messages. Now, we're what are we talking about tonight? Sorcery. What are we talking about tonight? Uh, getting inside your mind and messing with you. Uh, controlling your thought process by, by uh, supernatural means or demonic means. Or Hey, I'm going to tell you something. Disney movies are filled with subliminal messages. And you say, oh, that's a hoax. I've seen it with my own eyes. When I was a teenager, I had a friend of mine sit me down at his house and show me the subliminal messages in the Disney movies. They're filled with subliminal messages. Let me give you some examples. The Lion King, filled with subliminal messages. 
Okay, all throughout the movie, there are pornographic pictures hidden in the movie. Like you'll be watching the movie, and just for a few seconds, something filthy will come on. Like off to the side, there'll be some kind of a, you know, reproductive anatomy will, will pop up. You know, over here, and then and then over here. There's this one point where the lion, you know, he, he kind of goes like... Like this? And a cloud of dust comes up and just spells the word sex. And the word sex is, is put in the Lion King movie subliminally, literally, hundreds of times. Hundreds of times. The, 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 the shapes on the screen will spell the word. And I've seen it. I mean, I had my friend sit me down at his house and pausing the movie, showing me the word S-E-X popping up on the screen at different times because he knew where they were. And he would show me these things. Another one. Uh, and they all are filled with it. You know, Aladdin is another one. In the movie Aladdin, uh, there's, a there's a part in the movie where the guy, the, what's his name, Aladdin? There's a point in the movie where he tells Jasmine to take all her clothes off. But you don't even know it unless you know it's there. You listen to it and he mumbles it kind of under his breath. Leave me alone. So how's our little bow doing? So how's our little bow doing? And I mean, once you know it's there, you hear it just as clear as day. But you didn't know that it was there, you wouldn't hear it. And uh, the Little Mermaid has a, a filthy picture drawn in the cover on the front of the Little Mermaid. And nobody would realize it until somebody shows you and says, look at this. And you look at it, whoa! And all throughout the movie there are scenes, I'm not even going to describe some of the scenes of The Little Mermaid, where subliminal messages are coming on the screen. Uh, the, the other movie, uh, Beauty and the Beast, there, you know, a nude woman pops up a few times in the background of Beauty and the Beast, filled with subliminal messages. Your kids are watching it and their mind is maybe not even seeing it, but it's going into their subconscious. Words flashing on the screen. Over and over, S-E-X, S-E-X, S-E, you know, nudity, uh, uh, filth, just all the smut is just coming on the screen. Come on, oh, those movies are harmless. They're filled with subliminal messages. Who knows what your kids are being programmed? Oh, but you know what? I'm sure that it's only just the Disney movies. I'll guarantee you it's the rest of Hollywood probably doing the same thing. And these Disney movies, at first when I was a teenager and somebody showed me this, I thought it was just a couple movies, a couple scenes, but you know... As time has gone on, I've realized that virtually every Disney movie is packed with hundreds of subliminal messages to program the, the minds of your children. Okay, but then forget the subliminal message. Just the message of the Disney movies is perverted. Even if you just forget the subliminal message. I mean, for example, what, what movies did we bring up? The Little Mermaid. You know, a half animal, half human being. That's perverted in and of itself. All throughout the Bible, every false god is a half animal, half human being. They're constantly merging of animals and human beings. It's paganism. It's, it's wicked. And yet every Disney movie is pretty much based on the merging of a human being with an animal. It's described in the Bible. Beauty and the Beast is a movie about a woman who falls in love with an animal. And in the movie, they keep acting like, well, he's just ugly. He's not ugly, he's an animal. 
but there's a difference between being ugly and being a beast, being an animal. And if you've seen the if you've seen the cartoon, it's an animal. It's like a dog. It's like a big dog man. Or I mean, it's clearly an animal, and yet she falls in love with him while he's an animal. You know, only when she kisses an animal does he become a human being. Oh wow! And you say, well, what's wrong with that? Read the Bible sometimes. Sometimes. Hey, brothers and sisters, it's Jared. I pray that this video shed light on the satanic agenda behind the Disney films. Now, this world says that Disney is the number one thing for kids. I know that my parents-in-law are buying all sorts of Disney things for the nieces and nephews and the cousins and I had to put my foot down and say that I don't want my daughter to have those things. My daughter is only one years old and they were already when she was going over there trying to have her watch the Disney Junior show. They say it's good for teaching and learning but I know that this stuff is programming so I'm going to make a stand you all can do what you want, but as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord, and it's going to be unpopular. It's not going to be a thing that people understand. But when you look at the background of Disney, Walt Disney was a Freemason, and his whole idea was to bring and make magic a mainstay in homes by putting a cartoon cover on it. So. You see that he was a part of the Luciferian doctrine. And also, if you look at the symbol that they have, this isn't his signature, okay? This is a designed logo, and it has the mark of the beast hidden inside of it. And I know many people may be like, no, dude, that's not a 666. Listen, why then, on many Disney stores, do they have the same sixes making up Mickey Mouse's head? He had Masonic Lodges at Disneyland, and the Club 33 is a head nod to the 33 degree of Masonry. All of this symbolism is just in the park. And then you look at the Disney stars themselves. Now, there's all sorts of programming that goes into these kids. They pick them when they're young, and they raise them up inside of this satanic system. You see the Miley Cyruses come, and they bring them out as innocent so it gets underneath the parents radar but as they get older they corrupt them in a dragnet plot to bring some of the kids down to that level too examples of this are Miley Cyrus, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera now I want you guys to think about this just biblically now the Bible says love not the world nor the things in the world or the love of the fathers not in you and Disney is the pinnacle of the world's entertainment. It has Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, all the princesses, Winnie the Pooh, Mickey Mouse, and Goofy, and Daffy Duck. If you're a kid in this generation, in this world, you're going to be presenting Disney. And Satan has his hands all over it. And we start with Walt Disney, one of the most famous and revered characters in all of time. I even love watching those movies. So uh, what is Walt Disney? Well, he is a Demolay here. You can see that he is in a Demolay uniform. Demolay is the predecessor to Freemasonry. 
And so you can clearly see here, this is the Demolay logo along with Freemasonry. As a Demolay, you are very, if not 100% likely to move into Freemasonry as uh, an older man. So a uh, young uh, Walt Disney here being shown uh, as a Demolay. He also um, uh, paints Mickey Mouse as a Demolay. Former Kansas City Demolay decorates his protege, Mickey Mouse. And so you can see Mickey Mouse with the Demolay logo. Here are postcards with Walt Disney and the square and compass of Freemasonry, Demolay International. And you can see here as well, this is Order of the Demolay, again, square and compass. Now also in the cartoons, you can see the reference to Secret Societies, Mickey Mouse Chapter, and you see this cartoon now representing uh, the order the chapter of Demolay. In another one, he's showing you uh, another uh, reference to secret societies. And here's a larger image of that. I now pronounce uh, the barnyard chapter order of Demolay duly open, etc. This is a cartoon called Bimbo, and you can see the reference here again to Freemasonry and secret societies. Bimbo here has now uh, been caught into this, uh, uh, looks like a, uh, like a lodge. Uh, now he's being fed into this, uh, the concepts of Freemasonry and secret societies, skull and bones, the number 13, which represents rebellion, question marks, which are the mysteries, and this ink blot here. Um, also mysteries and these doors uh, that are going to be opened and you can see in the final uh, plate you can see the checkerboard floor duality uh, and this bimbo cartoon representing secret societies. Moving on with uh, the number 33 uh, this is Club 33, and there's 33 degrees in the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry on Royal Street, and there is the Royal Arch of Freemasonry here. So we have two references to Freemasonry, as well as the decoration of the plates itself, and the design of the logo as dual uh, with black and white uh, sections. Not all the logos have that, but they do. And you can see here the owl in the design of the interior, and I believe that should be an owl on uh, the actual interior. If anybody ever gets into that uh, place, please let me know so they can confirm this. But in the original design, you have the owl of Minerva, Minerva there. On the interior, the classic colors of Freemasonry, blue and gold. And then, of course, you have Masonic Club uh, uh, pins. And again, now you see the design of the plateware with the design of an actual uh, uh, Freemasonry lodge floor. Walt Disney and Fantasia, uh, of course this is all about magic and he is the Sorcerer's Apprentice. So this is a very old film with Mickey being the Sorcerer's Apprentice and wanting to be the Sorcerer. Here's the Sorcerer himself wanting to be the Sorcerer. Now you have two by two these people in the woods. This is witchcraft and of course you, we understand that wearing this hat represents witchcraft. Uh, uh, Merlin the Magician, magic. Now you see Satan himself in this uh, and then at the end of it uh, Mickey becomes the sorcerer. So not only uh, I believe that that was symbolic early on 
in the career of Walt Disney and the career of his protege Mickey Mouse to become this sorcerer. You can see here the Masonic magician and uh, understanding that magic, witchcraft, uh, and masonry go hand in hand. They love King Solomon and his period of going into idolatry. And you can see here the Solomon's Key, Secrets of Magic and Masonry. And you see here uh, the uh, six-pointed star, which is used in black magic and Satanism, as well as the square and compass. And so this leads you to understand what is on the current flag of Israel. And uh, they are heavily involved in this, as well as the rest of the world, in Freemasonry. And uh, uh, the secret societies have literally taken over. Uh, you, can under you can see here he's holding the key, and that is the key to the mysteries. These are sigils here of, uh, in Satanism of different, uh, I believe, demonic entities. Uh, and I don't know which ones those are. You can see here con the consumerism of uh, Walt Disney and the Masonic checker floor. You can also see here, uh, this is uh, Disney product Selena uh, Gomez. And you can see clearly now the two dogs in the tarot card of the moon and the black and white dualism you see the two pillars of freemasonry and you also see the horned animals here and she's also dressed in uh dual uh, dualism clothes and the two women with the two dogs adjoining her and you can also see now uh mickey in a fashion show closing one eye and that one eye symbolism there i probably don't have to explain this at all but look at what disney has been involved with. Here's Hannah Montana and I've never seen a skin colored guitar before and that is a piece of candy. And then you have now Miley Cyrus dancing on a pole at the Teen uh, Choice Awards. She wears the all-seeing eye or the eye of Lucifer and there it is. This is the Mickey Mouse Club. There are allegations of Walt Disney, and you can find these on the Internet. There was a book written also uh, that claiming that he was a pedophile. And we see here uh, I and then the Mickey symbol, MK. Uh, you can construe that as Mickey, but in this case, I'm going to introduce what... Uh, Walt Disney has allegedly been involved with, which is MK Ultra and mind control and I know this sounds far-fetched these are three of the Disney products that we know best uh, Britney Spears um, Christina Aguilera and uh, Justin Timberlake you're gonna see further I want you to hold on and see further evidence of what MK Ultra was MK Ultra is uh, the offshoot of Project Paperclip which was a Nazi program and this had to do with mind control and satanic ritual abuse where uh, the uh, uh, victim is abused and therefore creates alternate personalities uh, through uh, abuse and uh, demons are attached to those personalities so I know this sounds far-fetched but let's move along in this section and you'll understand where I'm coming from so here is uh, Justin Timberlake now doing and imitating Lady Gaga in the triple six sign you see here in a video 33 as well. Uh, this is him 
now in uh, one of the previous Super Bowls years back uh, with uh, Janet Jackson. And you can see, obviously, that this is a staged event where he pulls off uh, one of the breasts of uh, Janet Jackson. And again, now looking at Justin Timberlake, who he is, and this sexual connotation, it's all about sex in Disney, and these uh, children are programmed into it. And here is Donald Duck, and I had to block that out. There's Christina Aguilera. This is what Disney produces, and you can see this clearly. Now, Britney Spears had her episode, and you can find this on the Internet, of her breaking down, shaving her head, and we believe that this is a result of the wanting to break free from the programming. She's uh, had no a number of interviews that allude to this fact and uh, Fritz Springmeier actually wrote a book about uh, how the Illuminati creates a, a virtually undetectable mind control slave. Here's Britney Spears now doing the horns for Glee. Now the two protégés with Madonna uh, in this uh, same-sex marriage scene with the woman black and white with a top hat and we all understand and know this Britney Spears kissing the altar persona of Lady Gaga, as well as uh, that ritual there. And I call it a ritual because it's live on stage and they do this ritualistically. Time out. Okay. Here's a little disclaimer. Just so that people don't accuse me of using this show as a platform for airing out my religious views or beliefs or positions. I am not a Christian. I'm not trying to get preachy on you here. Uh, it just happens to be that Christians are some of the people that understand um, Satanism better than anyone else. And it, it is kind of like the flip side of the coin if you look at it, um, one extreme to another. It seems that when people are saved from Satanism, it's usually Christianity that'll pull them out of it not any other faith that I've noticed, not Buddhism, not um, not Judaism, it's Christianity that pulls people out of Satanism, but um, it's a real religion. It doesn't matter what I think of God or, or not. I do believe in God, um, but I don't give him a name. I connect to Source in a way that is personal and I don't feel like explaining but um, but these people they they worship Lucifer and which is a kind of worship of the self in in sort of an ego way and they, they have a whole language and a whole bunch of symbolism that goes with it some of it is very redundant as you can see and it ends up being picked up in the culture and so kids do the symbols and we do rock and roll and well, the symbol for rock and roll is this Lucifer's horns it's for the devil actually rock and roll baby uh, 666 is everywhere I mean, it's in the food we eat Taco Bell's last merger they redesigned their logo it is 666 in it Walt Disney we saw has 666 in his name two times in his signature whether it is a signature or not, that it was at a later date, but this issue isn't just relevant to Hollywood. 
and goes all the way to DC as the Podesta brothers this week have uh, illustrated in the most recent scandal that is coming out through the WikiLeaks and Reddit has some links breaking bombshell multiple reports the Clintons Podesta brothers to unsolved child abduction case well see when when people are owned whether it's in Hollywood or especially in DC they are easier to control and and that's why pedophilia and human trafficking is big business and unfortunately it's more perverted tastes out there than just that um, and rituals and customs Unfortunately, human sacrifice in all forms take place at all levels, especially at levels reaching positions of power, as we shall see, from Hollywood to Washington, D.C. And, you know, normally I wouldn't even come out and talk much about this because you know, it's just kind of an uncomfortable, unseemly subject. I can tell you that the number one problem in Hollywood was and is and always will be pedophilia. That's the biggest problem for children in this industry. The casting couch even applies to children. Oh, yeah. Not in the same way. It's all done under the radar. Nobody talks about pedophilia. It's the big secret. I've talked on the show before about um, how uh, I came to the belief that the people running Hollywood were these insane pedophiles. And then just a few weeks after that last appearance, uh, Corey Feldman came out and uh, the actor and said pretty much what I had been saying, even though mine was just coming from you know, looking at the evidence and not from any personal experience. He, as a child actor, was apparently, again, reading between the lines, repeatedly raped. And I think, you know, we see this and we have to like realize that who we're dealing with and what we're dealing with is way beyond the boundaries of, of um, uh, things that we can imagine. We can't imagine it because we're not them and they're, we're not as evil as that. No, I agree. I was surprised Feldman came out with that. No one followed up on that. I mean, everywhere no. you look, pedophilia <laughs> is being institutionalized in yeah. our society. That's have, the point. Yeah, the, the French now have introduced lingerie yep. for little five-year-old girls. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it just, there's no end to it all. Pole dancing kids for five- and six-year-old girls. Uh, Pre-training pre bra bras for little girls. This yep. is pedophilia. This is nothing yep. less. It's, they're, uh, now, they're institutionalizing it, uh, making it okay. It won't be this generation. But it'll be the next one. Oh, very soon. Uh, yeah. They're sexualizing everything to the extent now that little girls cannot get away. Keeping them honest tonight, potentially hundreds of military employees and contractors who may have bought child pornography online but haven't been prosecuted or even in some cases investigated. That's right, you heard me, child pornography. As many as 1,700 names, according to a U.S. senator, on a list of 5,200 from an Internet sting operation overlooked the first time around four years ago. 
Only now are they supposedly getting a second look, and only after pressure from investigative reporters and the U.S. Senator you're about to hear from, Republican Charles Grassley. The Pentagon porn story began in 2006. An immigration and customs enforcement child pornography sting operation called Project Flickr produced payment records of about 5,200 people, many of whom provided Army or fleet zip codes or military email addresses. Subsequently, the Pentagon's investigative branch, DCIS, began going through the ICE list to identify who actually was a DOD employee or a contractor. The investigation, however, only ran for eight months and only cross-checked some 3,500 names for Pentagon ties, according to a senator. According to DCIS documents revealed in a Freedom of Information Act request, out of that 3,500, investigators uncovered 264 employees or contractors, including staffers for the Secretary of Defense and contractors at the NSA. Nine people had top security clearances. But only about 20% of those 264 people were completely investigated. Fewer still were prosecuted in about eight months. After about eight months, the entire probe was halted. It left about 1,700 names totally unchecked. 1,700 alleged kiddie porn customers, an unknown number of whom may still work in some capacity for the Defense Department. Late last summer, after investigations by the Boston Globe and Yahoo News revealed the figures, a Pentagon spokesman promised to reopen the investigation, conceding that DCIS had stopped due to lack of resources. DCIS says it is now revisiting all 5,200 names, telling Senator Grassley's staff they've now identified 302 employees or staffers. The Pentagon's IG telling us, and I quote, any suggestion that the DOD Office of Inspector General or its criminal investigative arm, the DCIS, is not taking Operation Flickr and the issue of child pornography seriously is in error. But Senator Grassley says he is still not getting the cooperation he needs from this Pentagon. I spoke to him earlier. Until you started raising this issue, I mean, this investigation was closed by the Defense Department. They only investigated for about eight months. Do you think the Pentagon just didn't take this seriously? Well, it's quite obvious that they didn't take it seriously because it wasn't only that I was asking the questions. It wasn't until it started getting questions from people like you who are journalists uh, that, uh, that this got their attention and we got any consideration and reopening of this uh, in, the, in the first place. Well, one of your staffers told us that getting information from the Defense Department on this has been like pulling teeth. Is, is that how you describe it? Yeah. Oh, I've been involved in oversight of the Defense Department for almost all the years I've been in the United States Senate. And it's very difficult to get answers from a lot of bureaucracies, but it's quite more difficult in the Defense Department. Senator Grassley, I appreciate your time. We'll continue to follow this. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, up next. So it's come down to this now, child pornography putting our national security at risk. Think about that. A bombshell report in the Boston Globe reveals that several dozen current and former employees of the Defense Department have been investigated for buying and downloading kiddie porn, sometimes even on, on their computers while they were at work. Many had top security clearance at the Pentagon, access to government secrets and uh, military installations. This is a big problem for the folks at the Pentagon. Globe reporter Brian Bender has broken the story, and he's uh, good enough uh, to join us now. Uh, Brian, we're not talking about clerks and secretaries here, are we? Well, we're not, but I think it's important to note that obviously this is a fraction of a fraction of people who work in the Department of Defense. That's fair. But you're right. But, but you're right. These were some individuals, a couple dozen, who were swept up as part of a larger investigation into 
people downloading child pornography illegally on the internet and some of them were officials at agencies like the national security agency the national reconnaissance office uh, departments within the Pentagon that uh, do very mm -hmm. top secret stuff. Well, here's the problem with this. Look, all of us deserve to be uh, private to a certain degree, and many of us have our own secrets that we like to keep. But when you start taking them to a place like that, and you're a public official with the kind of vul vulnerabilities like this, aren't you, uh, aren't you putting yourself in a situation where you could be blackmailed, possibly even blackmailed by one of our enemies? Well, I think that's why the Pentagon and law enforcement were so alarmed by this. Uh, in fact, they categorized these cases as Tier 1, which meant they were a top priority to investigate because mm -hmm. of the individuals who were allegedly involved. And you're right, they have access to secrets, military installations, and they could be compromised if someone found out that they were engaging in this activity, and they could try to blackmail them and, you know, damage American security. So they certainly were in a, put, putting the country in a vulnerable position. Let's do a quick case study of uh, Terry Richardson, Illuminati photographer. Thanks to Pseudo Occult Media, you can see some of his work. I will have to edit some of these um, images out. Here you can see his uh, use of the uh, pyramid, black and white theme. There's no having to guess this is uh, absolute deliberate or explicit use of the symbolism. Um, no imagination required. Here he is, Terry Richardson. Uh, Richardson casting, 69. Sorry, there's really rude photos. Um, he likes the little girl theme. Here he is with a Lee model and then Natalie or Dianova, younger model. The monarch theme. Here's a little girl theme. Black and white. Here she is in her Lolita sunglasses. Here's Britney Spears in her Candies commercial. Baby girl. Yeah, but that's just Hollywood. Yeah, that's just Hollywood. Here are some pictures uh, taken off of his uh, blog. Toothbrushes for and combs for kids. Old doll in a wheelchair. Pretty gross. Oh my god, even grosser. Never hurt a child. This is off of his wall, little kitties. Hey, remember our little favorite twins we grew up with? Hmm? Nice bruises on their knees. Great photos. Very bestial. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's no doubting what our religion of choice is. Say rock and roll, right? Monarch. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Here's a photo up with our boy. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. Change we can believe in. Oh my gosh. What a great, great photo. You really captured the essence of the man. I'm sorry. This is very disturbing stuff. 
this is the stuff that succeeds in the world right now. It's not the only things that exist. It's not what your life and my life is made out of. We're just visiting in our tour this aspect of the veil. But it goes a little deeper than that, unfortunately. Just this week, events unfold with the Podesta brothers. Apparently, uh, the Podesta emails have led to allegations of another disgusting child abuse ring. And we will include three pretty massive Reddit links. And again, James, this might be another place where I have to say, dude, I was completely wrong. And all of the emails and all the things spilling out from Assange and all of these leaks are the thing that has pretty much you know, ripped all the clothes off of these emperors that we had maybe only just suspected. So the Podesta emails, I will have three links, James. And, and again, I haven't gone through all of this, but basically John Podesta, you know, the guy that came out and said, we're not going to say anything tonight. Go home, which was a really bizarre kind of ending to the election coverage here in the States. But basically it looks like he and his brother Tony and pizza places and Clinton donors, and this ties in with what people are calling spirit dining. So basically a massive investigation into Clinton crime family connections and possible child abuse rings is basically happening as we speak online right now, and they are going at it massively. And we've all come together to celebrate the birth of our Lord. It wasn't Christmas. By now you've heard of WikiLeaks and the emails leaked from John Podesta, Hillary's top advisor. These emails have contained several examples of corruption, law-breaking, collusion within the Clinton campaign and the federal government, and the media. They also reveal that John Podesta and his brother Tony Podesta participated in an occult black magic ritual called Spirit Cooking with Marina Abramovic. And then there's the pizza. Welcome. Welcome, friendly people, to Comet Pizza and Ping Pong. Have any of you enjoyed this special pizza here tonight? But no, she didn't. She held on to that child all the way to the end. And the fucked up thing was really, it, it was after it was born. I had to put that shit down. Euthanasia. You're, you're probably wondering what the hell you just watched. Pizza and ping pong. You're probably also wondering why the hell a ping pong place owned by friends of the Podestas that Hillary Clinton has even held fundraisers at would also be hosting something as bizarre as this. It's fucking hard. I was like, is this what happens when so much like babies? And they, oh, oh, it gets me. It's like all the steroids. There's a good chance you've never heard of this because you're probably not a pedophile, but pizza is actually a term used by pedophiles to describe pedophilia or child porn. Like any other underworld, say like the Mafia for example, the world of pedophilia has its own language. A language that's often reflected in Podesta's emails. Here's one example. A handkerchief pizza related map? Uh, okay. But what's really telling is they describe this pizza related handkerchief map as a square cloth handkerchief that's white and black. 
This is significant because there actually is something called the handkerchief code. Black signifies S&M and bondage, and white signifies underage sex. Which, sure, if you don't know anything about John Podesta and his brother going to occult sex rituals, or Tony Podesta's sculpture in his home that is modeled after the poses that Jeffrey Dahmer put his victims in, or the artwork of Tony Podesta's favorite artist whose graphic paintings adorn his home, or the Clintons and Podesta's close ties to known pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, or Podesta's close friendship with pedophile Dennis Hastert, or the fact that the pizza place right next door has a logo that literally is listed in the FBI database as a symbol for pedophiles. And then, of course, there's this. You want perks from her. <laughs> but now you know. Which makes the Instagram feed of the Comet Ping Pong's owner seem more than just a little bit creepy. In the end, it always wakes up and comes back to itself. And when you're ready to wake up, you're going to wake up. And if you're not ready, you're going to stay pretending that you're just a little, poor little me. And uh, since you're all here, I assume that you're all on the process of waking up. Or else you're teasing yourself with some kind of <laughs> flirtation of waking up, which you're not serious about. But I assume maybe you are not serious but sincere, that you are ready to wake up. Ready to wake up.